Ding. Ding dong. Ding. Ding dong in the bungalow. Dick and dom in the bung in the bungalow. Mm. Two middle-aged men in a bungalow full of kids. That was a TV show. With a cat puppet. A cat I don't remember that much. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd, I never watched it. It was a bit beyond my time. I was more like Live and Kicking and SMTV Live. Right. That was my kind of age, and then I think weren't they on SMTV Live? No, that was Sant and Depp. Yeah, but I thought I can't remember. No, kids TV. I'm not. I remember they were like a segment on one thing, and then they became a show or something like that. Well, maybe but he but was they... like a weird magician. Uh, Dom was. Yeah, yeah, he's like everything that a paedophile is suspected to be. <laughs> that was him. He's in the magic. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's... normal guy. He's just like love kids, love bungalows, <laughs> and uh, magi- a magic. Yeah, and this is my friend Dick. <laughs> say hello <laughs> yeah he was he's in the magic circle <laughs> the circle of secrets there's two kids pre- tv presenters in the magic circle there's dom and that's uh stephen mulhern as well stephen mulhern he's done loads of stuff i think he's i think he's doing maybe he presents like x factor like the b show or something at the minute i can't the B remember show. yeah you know that like they have the main <laughs> we've one. done america's got talent we've done england's got talent <laughs> now we're going on to bees <laughs> <laughs> oh another fucking dancer <laughs> <laughs> that bees uh, rendition of sugar do 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 i know that would be bee would it bees don't like sugar uh bees like flowers yeah Mosquito- Flowers in her hair. mosquitoes. Mosquitoes like blood. Yeah. What, who Raining likes sugar? Blood. Someone likes sugar. Wasps. Yeah. Wasps dig anything sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you open up a pot of jam. Yeah. Ants and ants, uh, ants and wasps. Yeah. I know that because I once woke up covered in ants. Because you were covered in sugar? I just, I went through a, f- <laughs> I say I went through a phase. Still do it. I <laughs> eat jam like salsa. Oh, right, so like okay. dip you bread dip. into it and now I'm diabetic. I remember you telling me this once. You were like, you I, should try I it. Think it's great. <laughs> Steve, I found something great. No, I can't remember whether you were living with me at the time. You might have been, or it might have been like the year before. It was the same mm. house. Yeah. But yeah, I just woke up one day covered in ants. Oh. And I was like, I should start living a more cleaning, cleaning lifestyle. <laughs> and it took me another like seven years. <laughs> ants didn't push me over the edge. No. Ants was like, that's just life. Yeah. Ants, sugar, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one with nature. I'm Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan of the ants. Yeah. <laughs> Crippling loneliness. That's what did it. That's what, <laughs> that's what finally got it. Just trying to get happiness out of a jam jar. Yeah. Watched too much Winnie the Pooh as a kid. I was like, I don't really dig honey. <laughs> See, I'm I a d- wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that attached to jam. I like jam. I'm not that attached to it. But I can do that same thing with Nutella. No, oh, really? Yeah. I couldn't do it with Nutella. Oh. Don't know. It's too. It's not even too sweet. It's just too much like peanut butter. Oh, I love peanut butter though. So yeah, but, but sugar's an endless joyride of greatness. <laughs> but like, I don't know whether it's the, s- the salt. I think there's a there's definitely I could do more sugar than salt. Definitely, I'm the opposite. I don't, like, I'm more savory. Like I crave. I don't crave. I've chocolate. had this. I've had this talk. What the fuck is savory? What do you mean? Savory. Yeah. What the fuck is it? If it's not sweet, and it's food. It's savoury. So is soup savoury? Yes. Well, that's a lot simpler than the last explanation <laughs> I was given. So, right, a quiche. Is a quiche savoury? Yes. Is it? All right, you're just giving me clear answers here. Is this, <laughs> isn't the trick I question. thought it was like a way more complicated No, it's issue. really easy. Is it sweet? No, then it's savoury. What? So salt is savoury? Yeah. If, well, right. 
Salt's just a fucking ingredient. Oh, so it's, it's not a mineral or something like that. If it's d- been, <laughs> yeah, no, salt's a rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, ice, <laughs> ice isn't savoury. What are you talking about? I've always, I've always assumed that a sausage roll is savoury. It is, but a muffin. Oh, yeah, what's a muffin? English muffin or like? I don't know the difference. All right, okay. a muffin that you would buy in a shop. Like a like one that you get from Costa with like chocolate and blueberries. And Say stuff, like a blueberry it? muffin, yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. But an English muffin that's like... Have you had an English muffin? I don't know. It's kind of it like a crumpet, but it's not. Okay. It's, it's just... Like a scotch pancake. It's just bready and you toast it. Yeah. Okay. Pancakes can be either or because it depends what you put on them. So it's not like the base of the food... It's the it's what it evolves. Well, the into. pancake on its own, unless you're in America, so if you isn't, put, isn't sweet. If you put salt on frosties, right. what is it? Uh, a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's slavery. <laughs> There's slavery. <laughs> not slavery. Not slavery. <laughs> slavery. Slavery. <laughs> no, yeah, I I always assumed it was a big complex deal. Maybe it is, and I've just forgotten all the incredibly I concise argument that I had for it. I, I've never seen Maybe. it as complex. It's like I, it, I, I don't understand what could be possibly be complex <laughs> about that. So, right. So, if it's not sweet, then it's salt, then it's savory. Pretty if it's much. not savory, does that mean it's sweet, or is there like a third part of the pie? It depends what it is. What does it taste like? Banana. Well, that's sweet. Is it? Is a banana sweet? Yeah. I don't. My levels of I sweetness think, are very strange. I think I'm like, <laughs> I could eat a bag of sugar and be like, that's savory. Fruit is difficult because yeah, I don't really. You don't go to fruit for a sugar rush. A carrot would be sweet, but a ca- no, I I class a carrot as savoury. Carrots difficult, yeah. <laughs> Ca- carrots, carrots are where it gets weird. Sweet and savoury are more rules that you apply to dishes as opposed to ingredients. So like raw ingredients is just the thing. Like because like bell peppers are technically kind of sweet. They are sweet, but are they sweet? I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not uh, sure how much more confused I can get about it, but I, I'm happy to say if it, if it's not. Is it salty. on the mains menu or the dessert menu? No, but you can have. Uh, to be fair, there's cheese on the dessert menu. It. Is cheese savoury? Yeah. Wait. So right. So yeah, yeah, this is the confusing thing for me. Is are you basing something being savoury on it not being something else, or is there a specific thing? Because obviously, sweet is something that's really sweet. But savoury seems to be all of the others. Well, if you want to get really technical about it... And I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then savoury, I guess, is something that um, uh, triggers the umami receptors on your tongue. And umami. Umami is was something that they came up with in Japan. They oh, answered. shut the fuck up, Steve. Where, where did you read this and why? They, <laughs> just look it up, man. Why? They, they, why did you do this? <laughs> I didn't. It just happened. <laughs> umami? I'd like to know more. <laughs> well, I would. If someone tells me a weird word, I want to know what it means. I don't like you very much. <laughs> Uh, actually, umami is yeah. Go, go on, go on. Um, right. right. So there's an umar- there's an umami. Umami thing is 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 what they call like a savory the the savory flavor. And what what is it? So like gravy. Like there's nothing remotely sweet about that, and that that so it's like the texture, it's meat juices, and all of that stuff, and it triggers the umami receptors on your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm I'm not going to argue with nonsense. 
<laughs> oh, you know, you, 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 know the, you know the Jumanji version of your tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob Williams hops out and says, "That's savoury." <laughs> That's a weird impression of Robin That's Williams. <laughs> Prince Ali and Samizi Ali Ababa. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Chill out, Rob. That's probably why he hung himself. Um, oh. Did he hang himself? I yeah. think he did. Yeah. He did. Well, that's that segment. Rip. Yeah. Sa- sweet, savoury, hung comedian. <laughs> um, yes. But how's your week been anyway? It's all right. It's been active. I've been waking active. up and doing yoga. Oh yeah, just yeah. outside, in the in the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to go outside just yet. The world's not ready for Steve yoga. No, no, yeah. half six in the morning. I don't want to be outside. Yeah, um, but no, because I was just like, well, I'm doing weight training and I'm doing. I've started doing cardio again, but I don't really make a lot of effort to to like be flexible or be more flexible, and I feel like that would benefit the other two. You just don't stretch. I, I, I mean, I, I stretch a bit after running, but I don't feel like I'm doing it effectively. <laughs> like, I don't, because I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just like, does that feel like it's stretching? Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, so I started doing that. And, like, I started biking to work this week, which has been nice. Yeah. Um, now that the weather's right. So it's just like half half an hour, 40 minutes of cardio a day without thinking about it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, yeah, like, and it's, I, it's my energy levels have just been like way up. Yeah, big much. sun as well does that. Like, yeah, yeah, this, like... fucking weekend, man. Like, I was fucking dying outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of yoga, like, I did a new uh, yoga position as well called uh, Badly Burnt Dog, which oof. was uh, not that great from that walk we did. Wow, really? <laughs> like, uh, yes, yeah, so, because of the hot pavement and stuff like that, she kind of burnt her paws. Her feet. Oh man. Yeah, so that that kind of sucked, but it was like. Uh, it's always interesting to see how dogs react to like the real human world as in the yeah. world of pain the pain <laughs> <laughs> whereas like you'd be moaning and stuff if you had if you've got sunburn you'd be like oh, oh. yeah this my dog's still happy as larry but then would just wouldn't walk anywhere oh. she'd like start and just like stop and be like no no and then just look around like i'm not i'm not going over there <laughs> I can't. and it's not like wincing or whining when mm. like anything like that just like nah just i know my limits i, well, I can't go over there Dogs are like fighters. They don't show. They they try their very best not to show pain. And I think a lot of animals fighters. are like that. Fighters. Oh, okay. Like you'd, it's it's almost instinctive for them to not show pain unless they really really can't hold back. Mm. Um, because to show pain is weakness, and you'll encourage predators to come after you, like that kind of that kind of deal. Apparently, yeah. Um, I think it makes sense. I I think a, a lot more animals are like that. It's just that I've never had any animals that had any guts about them really apart from mm. dogs like most of the animals i've had are cowards <laughs> cowardly goose yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah i usually walk in like the morning and at dusk yeah because it's too hot for me to go i'm just like oh, i just can't be asked for that heat mm. but yeah just like kind of slip my mind you know to go oh it's like a whole it's like accidentally leaving a baby in the sun you're just like oh whoops yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad now, but yeah. hopefully this will be absolutely fine. Le- See how it goes. Yeah, the thing is, you like how how do you know? Like, well, if it's just too she's hot. happy at the time. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, it's just you're not. Me- I think you're just not meant to walk them when it's that hot. On like, if she's on, just on grass, how can fine. you t- how can you tell they're burnt? Do they look? No, she just can't walk. Like, oh she, right, like as in. I first thought that she'd like pulled a leg or something like that because she was she was trying to walk, but yeah. like in a really strange way so her back was kind of curving and her legs yeah. were kind of bending so i was like oh maybe she's broke like 
hit herself or landed wrong or something yeah. like that. But no, then it's just you touch her feet, you like, like yeah, just uh, reacts. Uh, shame she hasn't got. She doesn't like water. She doesn't like. Oh no, yeah, hose her down and stuff like yeah. that. She likes. She doesn't like swimming, but yeah, mm. yeah, but yeah, she's fine now. But yeah, there was a moment of just like, oh god, this feels like a. Yeah, this is an adult situation. That's <laughs> shit though, because like, what do you do? You just gotta like when it's just hot outside, bathe in water. Just... Well, just not go out at the hottest point. Yeah, you know, yeah. they used to yeah, they used to do like dusk walks and and dawn walks and stuff like that instead. Yeah, and then yeah, it's just off the pavements. If you drive somewhere, just yeah, put, take, uh, take her out near somewhere that hasn't got any pavement on it and stuff like that. Yeah, or just don't keep her on the pavement for long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's just like prolonged. Mm. No, just walking out now. But yeah, that was fine. Other than that, I started, I've started seeing the world from a different view. Oh no! I'm just. I want to just see what's different. I went to see a film mm. that wasn't directed at me. Right. It's directed at at women. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. It was I feel pretty. Right. I went right. there with a woman. Yeah. As like a cover. Right, not as a <laughs> but yeah, we went, went to go see uh, I Feel Pretty, and it was just really surreal seeing a film that just was not considerate of me, not consider, not considering me as part of their audience. So yeah. all the trailers are different, all the adverts are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. there's an advert for a car which doesn't have anybody in it when I go see films. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, now there's a woman in that car, mm. and like, oh yeah, isn't it great? Yeah, and then there was a trailer for a film that was a. <laughs> I I don't know what the film's called, but it's a film promoting Fifty Shades of Grey. What? So it's just a film. Oh, it's called Book Club. And it's about like four more mature women who read and reference Fifty Shades of Grey like every minute. Oh. And they like bring it out of their bag and show it to everybody. Isn't it brilliant? Have you read this book? It's great. And it's all about like reclaiming your sex life in your older years. Right, okay. but it's just okay. always like maybe it's just the trailer, but literally nearly every scene has like someone pulling the book out of their bag, <laughs> and then there's like clips of them reading it and going, "Ooh, isn't yeah. this book amazing?" I feel like you're fucking watching JML. Like. It's just like what's yeah, what's what's what the fuck is this film going on about? <laughs> but then there's people like laughing and cheering in the crowd, it's like okay, yeah. I guess I don't get it, but hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's for someone, it's it is very much not for me. I find it so weird that people are still like how how everyone got obsessed with that book, yeah, and yeah. like and that's that's fine. I found it weird how weird other people found it because like to suddenly discover that people were into sex. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's that whole, I think it's that whole, it used to be somewhat taboo. Yeah. And the, the, I think the allure of it to certain demographics was the fact that it was taboo. And so now the taboo was kind of like more taboo because it was Mm. in the open and people freaking out about it. Yeah, I guess it was like, it it kind of emboldened people to kind of, because it's very very much like the idea of porn stores and stuff like guys go to them in fucking trench coats and like and you walk out of there with a bag that you can't see through and it's like it's all about shame and (laughs) like and so i guess yeah i guess it's a moment of empowerment when you can go out and buy this book in public and people don't judge you for it yeah but i just i I grew up in london like i used to go clubbing near soho Mm. so it's like well there's lots of very brightly lit sex shops in soho yeah they used to work in soho so there wasn't like yeah sex is around everything's fine 
you know, it's a normal thing I for think me. I, 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 but I think there's a lot of people who are very still very. I got I used to get messages from. I think when it came out, there was a a horrible Tinder experience. Disney woman, I can't remember. Right, Disney woman who worked for yes. John Lewis. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't heard that story, that that's the references you need. Go <laughs> forth and find it. It's just a woman who was insane about Disney. Yeah. Was unable to produce saliva biologically. She had some kind of disability. Right. And uh, she was very proud of working for John Lewis. But yeah, she texted me at the blue when she I've seen the film now. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like as much as people like enjoying it and finding it strange or whatever, there was that whole kind of life experience apparently it was meant to be going through. I think it's a big kind of I think it's like a British sensibility. I don't know how big it was in the States. It was probably massive as well. And I guess the state, a lot of parts of the States are still quite conservative. But when you go over to Europe, like I've been to Amsterdam a fucking million times now and the there's sex shops everywhere and everybody just walks in and out of them like it's a fucking supermarket. Like nobody cares. It, I see the same thing in the UK. I think I've, the whole it's, British reservedness, I think, is really like a few generations back. But it was those generations that were kind of the ones that were picking up on this. Like people our age picking bottom? up Fifty Shades of Grey. It was just like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah. like it wasn't, it wasn't something that you were showing your friends. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it was like mum. It was, mom it was everyone thing. getting outraged because their mums were buying it and they suddenly found out their mums had a sex life. Yeah. And yeah, and pe- I remember some people I know reacting badly to it. They're like, yeah. well, I don't know what you're, it's just, it's just book porn. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Why does that upset you? <laughs> it's okay. It's just yeah. whatever. And there's always, there, there's been lots of points in like modern history of books being taboo, similar to Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey that were being passed around uh, in feminine feminine communities and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like a new, oh my God, they've finally written a book that's dirty. It's like, no, there's been loads of, was it Lady Chatterley's Lover? I think yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of them like a while ago. And then it's all these kind of dotted here and there. And then reading is a whole new personal experience anyway. So, but yeah, so as well as there being traders for films that I didn't understand, because I'm just like, I get that the book, you like the book, but is this a film about people reading a book? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Meanwhile, I, whenever I, I love, I'm a big popcorn addict. Mm. So like, um, it, it, you know, what's salt and sweet popcorn then? It's just popcorn. Sorry. It's outside the boundaries of the realities of sweet yes. and savoury. No, no, no. Because the idea of salt and sweet popcorn is that you're mixing sweet and savoury. Which becomes... Which becomes a mixture of sweet and savoury. There isn't well, that's not very creative, Steve. No, it's not. It becomes... Not slavery, was it? Swavery. <laughs> Swavery. <laughs> suave. It becomes suave. <laughs> uh, yes, I bought this big, big bag of popcorn that I was trying to eat. And you forget, like... Actually, I've seen a lot of action films and whatever, and it's very easy to eat popcorn during action films. Not because, one, you're kind of just enjoying the film or whatever, yeah. but it's also very loud, so you can yeah. just like... It's not like it. moments of quiet discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I feel pretty, because I, I like Amy Schumer, the uh, uh, pros and cons oh, of it and that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so the premise kind of was a bit like, oh, it's probably just going to be... Lots of people telling someone she's not beautiful when she thinks she's beautiful, and yeah. like, but she's not beautiful. Mm. I didn't think it would go very far, but it was it was all right. It was okay. It had a bit of Amy Schumer touches to it. Yeah. Amy Schumer's sketch show touches to it. Anyway, I do wish she'd stop pretending she's ugly. Well, that was yeah. That was the other thing is the film was meant to be about what would happen if you were just confident in the body that you're in. Yeah, and the film kind of went on a few other tangents that it became not confident but arrogance. 
yeah. and how you know high-minded you can become about yourself to the point where you're telling everyone else that they need to get beautiful right? so that you can get into the clubs with her. <laughs> it's like, that's not confidence. No. That's just douchery. That's just when you get to a point of ego and arrogance. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. Of, so it's, it wasn't, yeah, it was a bit not quite confident, but yeah. But anyway, trying to eat popcorn to that film. Mm. Not the easiest thing in the world. No. I mean, I started trying to eat popcorn in one of the early scenes because she has to establish that she's incredibly insecure and hates her body. Yeah. There's a there's a point in the movie where she strips down to her underwear and just looks into the mirror and just like kind of cries. And I'm just like eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, this is, this is weird. Because <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> this is pretty weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was uh, that was quite an interesting experience. But it's, see things from a new angle. Yeah, you know. Experience. Have you not watched chick flicks before? There's some of them I quite not, like. Not chick chick flicks. I feel like this was more of a. Ch- I like like romantic comedies. Yeah, like I think yeah stuff like uh, Hitch and Failure to Launch. Those kind of films I'd seen launch, that feel just... kind of chick flicky, but they're yeah. rom commy enough that they kind of work. Yeah, I suppose. And like, I, think, I, I mean, you like... can, yeah, yeah, they were definitely chick flicks because it was like... definitely the kind of characters of yeah stuff. And you're like, Forgetting oh, yeah. Sarah Marshall was just good. Like it was, I, I don't. But think see, that was... wasn't that definitely wasn't a chick flick. Yeah, it because was, it was, was about the guy. It felt like yeah, it was. It yeah. felt like more of a comedy, but because but it's, it's romantic, kind people of assume realm. like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then something like Mean Girls. I fucking loved Mean Girls, and that was that was. I, I would call that a chick flick. That, look, they're in prison or something. No, was that, it, was, no? Um, it was it was a high school thing with with that Pitch Perfect. One feels was kind like of a, fucking a chick mental. Flick. Yeah, I watched Pitch Perfect. There was second one, I think. And to be fair, it's not that bad. Like it's just it, it like it. Yeah, this old school was like a kind of comedy that kind of delved into that realm of now we're entering a dance competition or I didn't something watch like old that. School. So like, yeah, that whole like we got to get ready for the competition. Yeah, but you know, Michelle's lost her voice. Yeah, she's got thrush or I something. Think, I don't know. I th- with movies, movies is the one thing where I've never had an issue. Kind of like checking my man card at the door. Like I know people who would, <laughs> like, but I like I know a lot of people who would watch these films and just and feel uncomfortable just walking into the room. You know what I mean? Like they, for, for some reason they think it affects who they are as a man. Whereas I'm just like it's just a fucking Maybe. film. Have like, you seen the Notebook? No, I haven't seen that. I don't. I've think got I male could. friends that have seen that and quite enjoyed it. I don't think I could. I kind of why. Yeah, but I think I would just be so. I, I get. <laughs> I got upset at a small tree. You know, in a in a film, <laughs> I think I get yeah. bored of someone like it's when it's when the characters are like built up to um, to appease a certain hormonal feeling, yeah, out of men or women that I kind of get a bit like, oh, yeah, like oh, there's a really attractive guy, but he's a bit of a dick and he's got ulterior motives, but he's dusky and sexy. <laughs> That's like we'll make that character and his lines will just kind of be worthless. So let's just kind of make him say generic things. Yeah, it's just like. I don't understand. It's the same thing with like bad film trailers. Yeah, where yeah. it's just like, get out of the room. What? Who's there? <laughs> it's trying to and trying to force like an emotion into a trailer. It's yeah, like, what's? I don't understand what's going on. So yeah, I've noticed that the format of like rom coms have mm. always been very uh, 
similar to I each suppose, other. Yeah, the ones the you've ones got the main I... guy and the main girl, and then you've got their friend groups who talk about them and try and like figure them out. And yeah, then, and then oh, their friends are getting together and their friends are getting together. The ones that I quite like are the ones that are a bit different. I suppose like five like American days. Psycho. <laughs> yeah. he's trying to put a cat into an ATM yeah. <laughs> this guy loves a certain type of song <laughs> 500 Days of Summer is a fucking awesome romantic film like I absolutely fucking love that film but I think I saw it's it not, once it's not, it? it's not standard kind of uh, like rom-com narrative I suppose yeah like it's well, a bit different just uh, an example yeah it's the the way that I can tell that it's kind of that when I feel it's kind of targeted towards a different audience like the film Hitch Mm. Hitch is like it's an alright film Will Smith and uh, forgetting her name but she's another big actress I can't remember um, yeah about he's like a romantic get uh, put he's it a together like pickup artist kind, kind of, of a pickup artist but it's trying to help people find people. relationships yeah. not just have sex that yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah. and then like she thinks she confuses what he does and burns his business to the ground and yeah. ruins his life and then she comes back and she's like I'm sorry he's like okay <laughs> you're like no no <laughs> like you fucked up you you brutally destroyed some guy and now for some reason because you're sweet yeah or savory like then <laughs> then he's like oh yeah don't worry about it it's yeah. like no it's not the that's not the real world yeah no it's been a long time since i've seen that i can't it's really people exactly yeah it's, it's scenarios that are just like so um it's so much like oh yeah of course anything for you those are the ones like, those what? are the moments that piss me off when like i'll i'll go along with pretty much any film romantically and everything like that but then when you see a point where you're just like is this really what you think romance is yeah like this has no bearing on life whatsoever like you're both just swept up in complete fucking fantasy right now what you're doing does not work in the real world but but no but more than that it's kind of like all you, if that's what you want if you want to be with somebody who will let you completely destroy their career <laughs> and then just be fine with it it's yeah. like no like they, you need to be stronger individuals in that situation yeah. you need yeah. to be able to stand up for yourself one of you come on please yeah if you want to improve but yeah yeah but anyway um so yeah eating popcorn whilst watching um women who th- are insecure crying, crying women yeah. in their naked was a weird experience yeah i'd probably just stick to you know uh the expendable seven yeah would have, <laughs> would have come out. um but yeah anyway into the news um a mother has been left fuming after a parent returned a goodie bag given to their child at her daughter's birthday party stating that the contents were too generous Yesterday, the mother in question wrote about her anger on Mumsnet, explaining why she felt so angered by the situation. Over the weekend, the mother organised for her daughter to celebrate her 11th birthday with four friends by arranging an an activity-filled sleepover. Sounds sinister. Yeah. Sounds sinisterly generous. (laughs) (laughs) The night involved enjoying pizza and cake, watching a film, painting each other's nails, and fun games. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I just feel like it's written like this, so I'm going to carry on. <laughs> Preparations for the party cost the mother less than £50, far less than previous birthday parties had cost in the past. Uh, with that in mind, she decided to put extra effort into each of the goodie bags given to her daughter's friends when they left the next morning. I don't know what to do about party bags, so instead of little plastic ones, I put some gift bags and made up bags including pens, bitch, notepads, <laughs> with each of the girls' initials on them, a little varnish set each, a book... A pair of novelty socks. Novelty socks! <laughs> <laughs> Some sweets and another bit of cake, 
she wrote. Her, do- her daughter also made thank you notes to include in the bags, with a sum total of each bag about £12.50. That is outrageous. It's a- <laughs> While the mother assumed that the goodie bags would go down a treat, a parent of one of the girls who attended the party was none too pleased. Oh, don't be a cunt. <laughs> For God's sake. When the birthday girl came home from school on Monday, she presented her mother with a letter that had been written by the parent, in addition to a returned goodie bag. Oh my God. (laughs) The letter basically says the bag was too generous as a party bag and her daughter was returning it, as the mum would not let her accept it. The parent who wrote the letter had allegedly told her daughter that the mother of the birthday girl tries too hard, uh, which left the mother feeling mortified mortified livid and her daughter embarrassed i definitely don't want to impress her or anyone else i've been internally fuming since 4 p.m she said (laughs) i've been fuming since fuming yeah (laughs) uh alexa set an alarm for 4 p.m for fuming (laughs) um see like there's a lot of conflict in the world you know there's lots of things to fight you know fight for she didn't buy her a fucking car i think if if you didn't know it was 12 pounds 50 you could probably be like a bit like if if someone's get spent a hundred pounds on a goodie bag for your kid you'd be like you don't have to do that you'd be polite about it yeah you shouldn't have to do that or anything but it's a it's technically a gift yeah but you don't be an asshole about it it's like don't be like you're being a cunt because you're too generous well it's like someone buying you a christmas present that you don't want yeah. And you feel like they did too much. So you just give it back. Yeah. As opposed to like returning it to the store and trying to get it back, like spending that money on them at a Christmas thing the next time or whatever. It's, it seems very confrontational. No, take your fucking, I don't know, Nissy Soirs back. I don't know what a Nissy Soirs is. Is it a salad? Nick. Oh. Stop getting a tuna Nissoirs. Yeah. Take back your tuna salad. <laughs> <laughs> Sent my daughter to a birthday sleepover. Came out with a bag of tuna. <laughs> this is too generous. This is way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off with your tuna salad, you bitch. <laughs> You're trying too hard. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a passive aggressive attack. <laughs> She doesn't like the mum because yeah, you've got a history of thinking that she tries too hard. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> so just wants to... Yeah, it's a passive-aggressive playground attack. It's just so... Yeah, it's so <laughs> just, fucking childish. It's so stupid. And to, and to have to kind of like bring your fucking daughter in on that as well. Go yeah. and give that back and you tell them. And that you she's give, a bitch. Yeah, you give her this note. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just different. It's just a different world. I can't. I could. I couldn't deal with that situation. No, I couldn't. I. Ju- I. I just start screaming at her. Just no words. Just like a B flat. <laughs> <laughs> just does this answer your question? <laughs> but that's why I just couldn't. I can't. Uh, yeah, there's certain situations where I don't think I could put on airs because I don't like being an authority to anybody. Like if, so, if, if I was in, if I was a teacher. Mm. I, you'd have to have certain boundaries, wouldn't you? To be like, shut the fuck up. Well, not shut the fuck up, but yeah. no, you can't say that word. Yeah. Whereas I'd just be one of those teachers who showed people Rambo. 
which is like something that one teacher at my school did whenever he had the chance. Like, do you want to watch Rambo? Yeah, let's watch Rambo. <laughs> but yeah I, yeah, I just couldn't play that game no. of just like pretending to be nice to people. But like, why bother? I don't understand. I, I don't get it. If someone, if I, like, if someone was stupidly generous to my kid, if my kid went to a party and came back and was just like, oh, his mum's giving me a, giving me an iPad. Sure, like, sell it. Fucking ace. It saves me some money. Like, yeah, go for it, kid. Look, if she, if, if, let's say she spent an extortionate amount on them. Good for her. Yeah, if someone wants to do that, take advantage of it because they're either stupid uh, or they really like you. So, like, uh, but when you went that, I don't know. I get really uncomfortable when people try and buy me things. Just in general, like, like people that I don't know very well. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'll pay for this. And I'm just like, no, no I just... Like they're trying just, to buy you. Well, I don't know. It just feels like there's some kind of thing. And I'm just like, no, just fuck off and I'll, I'll yeah. buy it. Like, yeah, if some... If, <laughs> if I was going to buy a can of Tizer, right? Zero. Zero sugar. And the guy behind me was like, oh, I'll buy that for you. I'd be, it'd be a very aggressive move. Very aggressive. I'd just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't fully understand why, but it's just like, no, because what, then we'll have to have a conversation, then, I don't know, what, like, years down the line, you'll ask yeah. me for a big family favour, like the Godfather, and I just don't, I don't want to do I that. used to be uncomfortable with people buying things for me, or, like, or doing things for me, paying for things for me, or whatever, because, like, whenever possible, I'll I'll, I'll pay for myself, mm. but th- at the end of the day, I'm just like, if they, if they want to do it, let them do it. Like, mm. I'm very secure in myself that it hasn't entered us into a social contract whereby I'm now expected to do the same thing. Mm. It was entirely your decision. I said no. You said I insist. So I said go ahead. See, I think there's no, there's no pressure for me to, to, do, to res- uh, respond in that, with, with kindness or anything like mm. that. I'm just aware that I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're trying to buy something that will go very badly for them. Yeah. Because I'll, 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 I won't respond nicely even more. Yeah. Just because there's that fit. They, they think that, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just helping out a stranger. Yeah. Go help out someone else. Well, like, help out yourself. So first. now and again, my, my boss will buy everyone lunch in the office. It's been like 10, 15 quid on everybody mm. and just go out and buy something ridiculous. And like, but I'm like, but that's like a company cost. I know? guess, but it, it, it depends because yeah. like our, our company isn't very company like. Like you, you're in the office like mates. Like that's yeah. that's why some of the relationships get strained now. Yeah. But like, so like, but he understands that I'm not. He, he's not doing that, expecting me to do the same or have the same thing, because there's a very different, different thing in our situations. But if he came up to you and just gave you twenty quid, right? Would there not be a feeling of like, what are you doing? Why? Why are you giving? Would you just be like, oh yeah, sure, thanks. Well, I'd be like, there'd be a weird thing. There'd I'd, be a I'd, thing I'd, of trying like, to figure well, out what what's it, is. it for. But yeah. if 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 you're in a situation where your child's been to a party and everybody's had one of these goodie bags, then th- yeah. that situation is erased somewhat. It's because you went to a party with the with this friend and this was part of the party. But that's the other thing. It could be a passive attack from the mum that gave out the party bags. Yeah, I but, give out the best party bags. I get, right. Yeah, so I give a party bag thing. to everybody. Well, so what? Let her, let her waste her money then. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't, I never yeah. understand the big fucking deal of it. It's like, well, either they're doing a nice thing or they're being an asshole. Either way, you're getting yeah. something out it's of it. It's the passive-aggressive Olympics. So I think yeah. it's whether you respond to it or you just ignore yeah. it. Just say, just yeah. say, oh, thanks. I, to, to be honest, if it was passive-aggressive, the worst thing she could possibly have done is react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, what do you do in that situation? You just, just like, yeah, just... Just be like, yeah, fair, fair enough. But go to your kid and be like, look, 
just 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 you don't expect this kind of generosity from from everybody so mm. like if if someone gives you this you be you'd be very grateful for it but you don't owe them anything yeah like it's it's just it's more instilling values in your kid i think whereas in that situation she took charge as a parent and denied her child the opportunity to be responsible and i think i'm i'm working around with an idea that i think's been currently going around as being called like tribalism yeah. I don't like the idea of tribal. It doesn't sound. It's fucking. It doesn't sound that minute. strong, right? It doesn't. It feels like it's. It feels like they're not doing it to aggressively. They're doing it kind of more out of insecurity. Yeah. Kind of segmenting each other off. So there used to be tribalism of like um, p- political tribalism. Well, now it's identity politics. Yeah, there'll be loads of political different tribes that they yeah. try and everyone kind of naturally tries to moves into mm. but then i think below that you've also got like um uh, normal conversations people like people like certain films certain music yeah and then you've got the whole you know parenting circle of you've got to be kind of friends with other people kids parents and other parents kids and yeah. that kind of so there's all these different little groups that keep on coming in and it's not necessarily on the higher level like, i've noticed so many people like when they have conversations it's it's not conversation about anything they're just looking for agreement that it's looking to kind of have that chat yeah. just to kind yeah. of we are talking about this like god have you seen the taxes this year oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's just it's people wanting to just have that connection of shared suffering or shared yeah. experience or something like that and it, yeah just they used, to, they used to only identify it as like big political things of we're the left we're the right we're red mm. we're blue but i yeah. think it also come <laughs> just breaks that into the smallest of areas where like with couples as well just like having their own couple of conversations in a group of normal people, mm. just like trying to change the temperature of a room to be like, now we're having this kind of evening kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, even in terms of like t- uh, the experience of a night, I think also kind of not referencing anything in particular, but I think people do it like a lad's night would be more, has a certain tone to it that I think people tend to kind of gravitate towards in those environments. Yeah. And, it's a weird thing of as as much as you're trying to put a label on yourself as a member of a group, you're also trying to live a life in a certain style at a certain moment. Right. To have that kind of group thing. I don't know. But it feels like that whole parenting playground politics is the kind of thing that was being twisted around. Yeah. <laughs> that was the knife that was being twisted. Yeah. To be fair, like of all the things that like, I think to potentially look forward to about being a parent, like one of the things I'm really not looking forward to is dealing with other parents. Yeah. Like, but then you kind of, yeah, you, you will, you will eventually send your child into the home of another adult. Yeah. So you kind of have, you kind of have to, it's not even like, I just won't. It's like, no, you you have to have have a relationship with some random parents. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. But it's just like, I just get the idea that your kid would gravitate towards someone whose parents are total assholes. And it's just, oh, great, now I've got to deal with these people for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of uh, taking care of children, in Australia, cinema goers who had taken their children to watch Peter Rabbit, Peter Rabbit, uh, were left ashen-faced after the projectionist mistakenly showed the trailer for a terrifying new horror film, Hereditary, which has been billed as the scariest horror film in years. This struck panic in both children and parents gathered in the audience. Turn it up! Turn it up! Hereditary stars Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolfe and Anne Dowd. It's weird that they're showing, they're turning this 
mass disaster of traumatized children into a promotional thing for the film (laughs) it follows a woman's unraveling of increasingly terrifying secrets about her family's ancestry following the death of her mother the film picked up steam after its premiere at sundance where it has since been named the most traumatically terrifying horror horror movie in ages (laughs) it will be released in the uk in june brilliant some have theorized that the mishap could have been a publicity stunt yeah let's terrify a bunch of kids let's let's yeah, let's fend off potential lawsuits. <laughs> what a great promotional tactic. Publicity stunt. Oh, oh, this film, this made little children cry. Well, yeah. <laughs> so would fucking a, a Pingu film where he dropped a fish to be like, oh no, he dropped <laughs> a fish. They, they, they cried at Bambi for fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, it was dreadful, one audience member recounted. Very quickly, you could tell this was not a kid's film. <laughs> Parents were yelling at the projectionist to stop, covering their kids' eyes and ears. A few went out to get a staff member, but she was overwhelmed and didn't really know what to do. Turn, Turn it, it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> Some parents fled the cinema. <laughs> Flee! Flee! Like a stampede. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, don't do that. Just leave. Just walk out. But like, all right, we're gonna want, not going to watch this. <laughs> Peter Rabbit. Yeah, it's the, it's the the riot style of storming, fleeing the sea. <laughs> Just with kids in tow. Like you're running away from a fire. What's wrong? Peter Rabbit! Yeah. Fucking hell. McGregor's gonna get you! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking publicity stunt. Shut up. It's just just a mistake. It's a mistake. Do they still do, like, dialogue film? Monologue dialogue film? Eh? Do they still project from reels or is it actually like digital projection now i don't know um must be digital now you'd assume so but i think it's only been over the last few years where it's all gone digital i think there are still a lot of places that use analog yeah but even then it's probably just as easy to put the wrong reel of film on than it is to accidentally click the wrong thing well yeah because your advert reel is different to your trailer reel well your your trailer reel and that is different to your film reel so you'll have like that I imagine they'll have like a load of adverts, like reels or whatever, mm. and then they'll have age ratings on them, and you put on the one that's appropriate for the film that you're watching. Yeah, and they'll change every week or whatever the fuck. So yeah, yeah, yeah. someone that's just put the wrong one in. Yeah, or just open up the wrong file. Yeah, something I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> terrifying the children. Yeah. Um, in other news, police have discovered more than ten thousand endangered tortoises in a two-story house in Madagascar. What? No, I like that because I feel like they've kind of hidden, much like the penguins hid yeah. on some island in Antarctica. Mm. These tortoises were like, just leave us alone. We're renting a place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just 10,000 of us have just said, fuck off. Yeah. Well, you're, be- <laughs> you're being too generous. <laughs> you always try too hard. <laughs> I'm getting my own place. Yeah. We are evolutionary bungalows and we want a second floor. Like... <laughs> Leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> um, authorities have said that the house contained 9,888 live radiated tortoises. Radiated? <laughs> yeah, so either 
They've got radiation, or they've got internal heating within that <laughs> shell. I don't know. A rare species native only to Madagascar, and 180 dead ones. We oh. keep our dead. Yeah, we keep them in this house. Honor the, honor, honor <laughs> we the don't dead turn them into system. soup like you savages. <laughs> Uh, known for the distinct black and yellow star pattern on their shells, radiated tortoises are sought by collectors around the world. Um, one of them is worth about six hundred thousand pounds. Wow! And there's ten thousand. Ten thousand. Fuck me! <laughs> We're rich. <laughs> tortoises. Just like yeah, leave us alone. I don't want to be bought. Leave yeah. me alone. Of course, this wasn't horses hiring a ha- horses, horses and tortoises. That's how I made that mistake. Oh. Tortoises um, renting a house. This was like smugglers containing them right just like storing them inside a house right and uh someone oh, so they weren't just wandering about yeah oh they were yeah it, well they weren't like in boxes they, it was That's just so like weird it's yeah. like hey look there's 600 grand just wandering around <laughs> well like, there's a swarm of them yeah 10 th- and they're very small turtles like if i had 600 grand it's not out in the open. It's not just. It's not just like sitting on the coffee it's not table trying to escape. Yeah, <laughs> it's not dying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the police invest were called yeah. by one of the tortoises. <laughs> <laughs> Help. I don't want to live her anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they got uh, taken away. But yeah, they're tr- trading these tortoises illegal, which is because they're endangered and whatever. Yeah. So fair enough. But yeah, I just like the idea that they were kind of hiding from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Now, I got told this story while I was getting my hair cut, and I thought it was weird. But uh, it turns out it's true. A man was reportedly run over hundreds of times by a London Underground train. What? Um, after they mistook his body for a fox. <laughs> <laughs> so they thought... Oh, he's already dead. I th- I'm assuming so. You can't get run over a hundred times. Oh, no, yeah, but like the first one... The first one. Did the first one think he was a fox and then try and run over it? You can't really manoeuvre a train. No. But yeah, so a man was hit by a train and they carried on because they thought he was a fox. Yeah. And so he was just run over, like, for the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) The victim's remains were believed to have laid on the tracks for 14 hours. Uh, A train was automatically halted in a tunnel about half 11 in the morning on 20th of December after a rear trip switch was activated. I don't know what that means. A train manager believed he saw the carcass of a fox on the tracks and indicated trains could resume. <laughs> Just a fox. Yeah. Not a fox. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a Adidas. It's either a man dressed as a fox. <laughs> I'm going out like a fox. <laughs> he advised line controllers at Earl's Court that the body he could see the carcass of was that of a fox. Uh, or lots of foxes. You know, uh, or maybe a family of foxes. <laughs> a source told the newspaper, "It's important to note no distinguishing po- fox parts were found, like a tail. Yeah, it was just probably a fox. It was maybe dead. Lots of foxes. So we just assumed foxes died. Yeah. <laughs> a mass family of foxes suicide. Yeah, yeah. He was later confirmed to be a forty-seven-year-old from Kent. He has mm. not been named. Uh, the statement is: a forty-seven-year-old man from Maidstone was declared dead at the scene. Yeah, yeah." it's run over hundreds of times Uh, the death was not believed to be suspicious so a file was prepared for the coroner hasn't been named he just went missing where's Graham who's Graham you know the one that looks like a fox (laughs) he loves fox (laughs) cool Uh, this one um, in other news is flying through a little bit long but it's uh, interesting enough 
I just like the term. Gay rights advocates are outraged after an Austin, Texas man received a light sentence for stabbing his neighbour to death in what some are calling an example of the so-called gay panic defence. Yeah. <laughs> Which is apparently an official thing. Right. Uh, for decades, the rare defence... Some genuine defence has allowed a victim's sexual orientation or gender identity to justify violent crime. Wow! Now advocates are saying it should be banned. Well, yeah. What? <laughs> so, like, oh my god, you're gay! Stop! 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 Oh, it was gay panic. Yeah. Gay panic. You know, yeah. It? Yeah. Everyone has that, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Welcome to Texas. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's been all over the world in twenty. Yeah, in twenty fifteen. Uh, Spencer invited Miller to his house for a night of music and drinking. According to Miller's attorney, Charlie Baird, the men had only met twice before and bonded over their love for music. Miller claimed that he rejected a kiss from Spencer, his attorney said, which allegedly provoked the younger and larger man to fly into a rage. Miller then alleged that Spencer lunged towards him and threatened him with a glass of Prosecco. (laughs) A broken glass. You can't threaten someone with with a normal glass. Can you? Um, a broken glass stabby stabby yeah but like you can well, like club a them with a pint glass kind of throw... like not a pint glass like a stein yeah maybe yeah maybe like a heavy glass I guess uh, prompting um, him to defend himself by stabbing him with a knife uh, no witnesses were present uh, <laughs> the jury convicted him of criminally negligent homicide <laughs> negligent homicide yeah is that not murder <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got that we talked before about that whole crime of passion but a yeah. crime of hate surely must be a hate crime well it's not <laughs> but it's well okay so if the story's to be believed it's not yeah. a crime of hate you're you're saying like um is has he got uh is is there, is there due cause for him to have defended himself well so you're but, trying to figure out if he's telling the truth about this guy threatening him whether and if it's he has, self-defense or not yeah yeah but the, the whole term of gay panic i mean there's another thing called uh trans panic like did he did he declare gay panic or did they say well that's <laughs> clearly gay declared. panic uh, it's, it's just weird to me that this is a genuine thing i, I don't understand so, why re- it's a fucking law yeah it's, yeah a reaction to somebody's sexual orientation it's a reaction to something justifies homicide it's it's surprising yourself i guess yeah being surprised by somebody puts you into a panic induced rage yeah and leads you to stab lots lots of people um uh foy denied reports that spencer identified as gay the guy who murdered someone else Mm. he said his family and friends testified in court that he was heterosexual (laughs) okay okay (laughs) Does that mean that you're innocent? He's straight, Your Honour. He's straight. (laughs) (laughs) I won't hear a gay word against him. He sings, but not musicals. It's fine. Uh, Sometimes he whistles, but that's fine. That's not gay. (laughs) The rare gay panic defence has appeared in court opinions in about... Oh, it's a defence. Right, okay. It's a defence of it. It's It's like temporary insanity or whatever. It's gay panic. It's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Uh, has appeared in court opinions in about half of all US states since the 1960s, according to a study. The defence is usually in conjunction with insanity or self-defence claims. No state recognises it as a freestanding defence. Right. So you have to be insane and in a gay panic in order for it to be... Well, no, as in... in, Yeah, so you can't just walk along and stab somebody and then say gay panic. 
They have to have been. They have to have been threatening you. Okay, panic. Oh, I'm sorry. Get... I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So, mate. Like, it's self-defense use of um. What the fuck is it? What is it we got over here? You can defend yourself with reasonable force or something Probably, like that. Yeah, something like that force. of equal force or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, well, it's one of those. In perhaps the most notorious case, Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson claimed gay panic when they stood accused of beating 21-year-old Matthew Shepard to death in 1998. This made sexual advances to him, so they beat him to death. Wow. Another one um, which apparently has um, been successful was a man was acquitted of murder in the killing of his neighbour after admitting to stabbing him more than 60 times. Because the neighbour had apparently in, uh, threatened to rape him. If I panic, it's quick. <laughs> well, I don't know. You can I don't get, like, stab somebody hysterical. sixty times. Yeah, you can get hysterical. I, mean, I don't I stab anybody at all. But like, but I'm... it's just why? Why is it gay panic? Why is it not like if someone threatens? Well, yeah. Why is it I not? Guess there's a panic, but it's like if if someone's threatening to rape you. Yeah, I don't think it matters what their orientation is at that. Point. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't matter why you're panicking. Well, it doesn't matter how much the rapist would enjoy it mm. you know based on their sexual preference it might just yeah. be a a, a a sexual fantasy of theirs they might not necessarily be oriented a certain way yeah. so why does it have to be an orientation based yeah well it's panic? just it. if you can defend if, if, if you're saying gay panic then that's just as and you think that's justified then it's just as justified as just regular panic yeah, well, in that situation... Of, because like, it's if you, subjective. If somebody Gay people threatens, panic some people and they don't panic other people. If somebody threatens you with extreme violence, and I think there are certain circumstances when certain physical reactions could be foreseen. Mm. Like, if they're doing it over the phone, slightly different. If they come into your house and telling you that they're going to do something incredibly horrible to you, yeah. there was probably some level of understanding in terms of a physical reaction to that. And 60 stabs is a little extreme. I wouldn't expect him to get off scot-free. Yeah. But, you know, it seems like panic is is a fine term. It's not even the term. It's just, it's, I just don't under, fully understand what it what it's saying. But then, again, there were some people who had Fifty Shades of Grey panic saying that, like, you know, <laughs> oh, it's just book porn. Yeah. It's probably just that. But yeah. with lots of... Uh, well, it's, that's like else. social outrage, isn't it? Social outrage. Stab him 60 times. Yeah. <laughs> um, in other news, a lonely Chinese pensioner has put himself up for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> On a cold winter day, an 85-year-old Chinese grandfather gathered some scraps of white paper and wrote out a pitch in blue ink looking for someone to adopt me. <laughs> lonely old man in his 80s, strong-bodied, can shop, cook and take care of himself, no chronic illness. I retired from a scientific research institute in Tianjin with a monthly pension of uh, £700, he wrote. For some reason, when you said he retired from it, I thought you meant that they, they let him out. Like, they released <laughs> him from the cage. Yeah. <laughs> with a I, pension, which, which is good. I won't go to a nursing home. My hope is that a kind-hearted person or family will adopt me, nourish me through old age, and bury my body when I'm dead. This man is now homeless. <laughs> He taped a copy to a bus shelter and then he went home to wait. <laughs> uh, people did reach out showing concern. A local restaurant offered food. A journalist um, from Hebei Promise, 
province promised to visit. He struck up a telephone friendship with a 20-year-old law student in the south, but his mood soured when he realised the family he imagined would be tough to find. He rejected offers he considered below him. When a migrant worker called in January, he dismissed him and hung up the phone. (laughs) He wants to be adopted, but by a, a higher class of person. To be fair, if you were if we were still at uni and you saw that, you'd be like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> <laughs> I'd come over and there'd be some old dude in my room. Like I'm subletting. This is, yeah, this is I Ken. I came over from the shops once with a shopping trolley, and I was like, "Wait!" If I then saw someone come home with an old Chinese man, <laughs> all right, you win. Yeah. <laughs> you win. Uh, Han has compared his plight to a withering plant. Elderly people are like flowers and trees. If we're not watered, we cannot grow. Yeah. And if plants were racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when people saw his story, to ch- they called to check in. He often launched into tirades against the government. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking government. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll take this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or the food at the local senior's home, which he tried and hated. <laughs> Portions were too small for the price, he said. And the soup was thin. <laughs> Aww. Why does he want to be adopted if he's so... He just doesn't want to go to an old folks home. He wants someone else to look after him, <laughs> nourish him and water him, apparently. Uh, as winter settles in, the calls became less frequent and Han was once again consumed by fear that he would die in bed alone. In Tianjin, Han's death went unnoticed. He's dead. Oh. Two, weeks le- two weeks after he died, the neighbourhood committee that is supposed to keep an eye on residents was surprised by the news of his death. Five neighbours said they had noticed his absence in the hallway, but did not check on. In the hallway. <laughs> Seems to be in the hallway, taking calls, shouting about the government. <laughs> oh, where's he gone? It's a nice place. <laughs> it seems to have improved. <laughs> There's no one noticed. So, yeah, I get, like... I mean, old folks' home have always got a weird stigma to it, right? Yeah. Because it's almost like you don't want to look after your parents. It's kind of the... That's the negative stigma. Yeah. Is there should be some kind of feeling of, you know, ner- you nursing... Your parents as they nursed you in that kind of way. I've always thought it'd be cool to go to a nursing home, but I haven't had children, so I don't know. I guess it's <laughs> whether you'd want to spend time with your kids again. I don't know. It's when it's it's when you've spent your whole life as kind of an independent. I think it's people who don't want to let go of the idea that they can't look after themselves. Yeah, um, and who also don't want to give people in their life who may not have been paying attention to them because of their own lives getting mm. in the way and whatnot an excuse not to come and see them or not yeah. not to spend time with them because like if you know they're safe like yeah. you might not you might just not go over but yeah so i guess they're just kind of being put in a box and forgotten about yeah that kind yeah. of thing yeah but yeah it's like still... it's like taking your dog to the pound oh i'd be fine but then i think i've known some people who just don't want to be a burden They'd be like, yeah. I'll look after myself. We'll still visit and stuff, but I yeah. don't want you to change my diapers. Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah. Just, I'll get all that kind of stuff done elsewhere. So, yeah, I guess it just depends on person to person. Or you can just get adopted by strangers. <laughs> be like, you know, all, all the happiness, all the happy memories that we don't have. Yeah. yeah. Change my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, in other news, I also, I, I do enjoy these stories. Uh, uh, a man has been mauled to death by a bear after trying to take a selfie. <laughs> With the bear? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it's stupid death. Nature. <laughs> it's just people dying stupidly. It, it always makes me feel good. I yeah. don't know why. I think this... 
I, I, if when I die, I'd like to die with some kind of ridiculousness. Yeah, just because I think it just not to take it as seriously. I think you have to laugh. Because well, I, like to laugh just, I don't feel sad because it's just like, well, at least he wasn't around long enough to endanger anybody else. He clearly <laughs> had the fucking potential to. Well, this gets a little bit better. After stopping for a shit on the way home from a wedding, Prabhu Batara <laughs> is said to have spotted the injured animal in uh, the... an injured bear <laughs> fighting oh for God. survival. You know what I'll do with an injured, ferocious animal? Well, Approach it. His fellow SUV passengers advised him against trying to take a picture. <laughs> so he was just, God's sake. I'm going to take a picture with that bear. Dave, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do, uh, Sorry, Prabhu, don't do it. It's not worth it. You'll kill you. No, he won't. He's injured. He's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, injured well, animals enough. are very well-mannered. As he sidled up. So he's like, got his phone up. He's like, trying to get it in frame. <laughs> the bear struck and the bear struck and a struggle ensued. A stray dog also stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird car. That guy smells like he's just had a shit. Oh, and there's that bear. What's going to... Oh, oh, mate, this is going to be great. <laughs> I'm coming! <laughs> he was trying to photobomb the selfie of a guy getting killed by a bear. Did you get it? Did you get it? <laughs> uh, the stray dog stepped in and bit the bear, but its intervention failed to deter See, the larger dogs animal. dogs are fucking ace. He didn't <laughs> owe this guy anything. He's no, just he got just, an he, affection he, for idiots. He bit the bear. There was no effect. So he just went, all right then. <laughs> oh. i tried, mate. <laughs> There's not much else I can do. Yeah. Well, that's all the tools in my toolbox. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forest, uh, a forest ranger said that he died on the spot and then said the bear is being treated for its injuries. That's nice. I'm glad <laughs> they haven't killed the bear. <laughs> I'm glad. The world needs more fucking bears. I'm going to go take a selfie with that bear. <laughs> oh, the fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. In, in other news, have um, you seen the new uh, Avengers, haven't you? Yes. It's quite a dramatic yeah. film. It's yeah. got a lot of no spoilers kind of feel to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be careful what you say. It. But, you know, sometimes life imitates art. Right. Um, and without giving uh, anything away. Um, I'll say that I found the film a little bit um, stiff at some points. Mm. Um, a 43-year-old man actually died during the screening. Wow. <laughs> uh, according to the Times of India... That is really ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, without giving anything yeah, away. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. thought it was very, very apt thing. According to the Times of India, officials didn't discover the body... Um, right away, as they assumed he was waiting for the post-credits scene. Because <laughs> at the end of the tr- yeah. credits, there's like a little scene at the end of Marvel films. Yeah. Um, when they removed his 3D glasses, officials discovered that he died with his eyes open. So just at some part of the film, he just died. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I think I think it's quite good. Uh, not good, but uh, poetic. Yeah. An investigation is underway, but he's thought to have died of natural causes or a big glove or something. Um, and his body has been sent uh, to a local government hospital for a post-mortem. That's what I want. I don't want to know. I don't want any you drama You want to die it. into a film. Well, I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> I just... 
I just want to... Jurassic World. I just... <laughs> got a dinosaur bites all over his face. <laughs> no, I just want to, I just want to be somewhere and then suddenly you're dead. Like, like, so you're not planning for it. I think it. that's how it always goes. No, but you're not, like, if you've got some kind of illness or something, or you're br- really breaking down from old age and stuff, yeah. it's like, everybody's like, oh, he's going to go soon. It's, it's going to be like, yeah. he's, he, he can't hold on for much longer. I just want to be like, there, no, now he's dead. <laughs> not in a hit yeah. by a car way, necessarily, but just... Well, you see, I think there's certain points where you rationalise your own demise. Yeah. Like, sacrificing yourself for another... I think if you go into a burning building, you, you you there's a type of part of your brain that accepts that you are putting your life in danger. Yeah, and you kind of you kind of do that kind of thing, or you do something, push someone out of the way of a moving car, that kind of thing. I just hope that there's not a death so funny that I'll just do it for a laugh. Which is maybe what the guy taking a selfie of himself with a bear was doing. Hey. I, I don't like any of you people. Yeah. You always disagree with my wild ideas in this SUV. I'm yeah. going out. Hey, look at dog. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Giraffes. Um, well, there that was. Uh, that's another episode from this week. We actually went on for, I think, maybe another hour after that. But... Uh, we like to keep these things to an hour just to kind of hold your attention and most people probably don't want to listen to us for as long as that so it's uh, it, it, it's best that we cut these things down um, we will save those nuggets for another date uh, hope you enjoyed it uh, bear mauling and all that stuff uh, if you want to get a hold of us it's podcast at pullingteeth.audio or at pullingteethpod on twitter uh, I'm Steve. That was Nick. Um, we will see you in one week's time. Goodbye.